Welcome to the Dr. Pascal Podcast. Dr. Pascal Nguyen is America's integrative dentist. He will provide you with a weekly show to help you overcome, fix, and deal with some of your most serious health issues. The ironic thing is that most of the advice and tools he provides will not necessarily focus on your mouth. Dr. Pascal has built the nation's leading dental practice for treating general health-related issues by treating the mouth. Patients come from all over the world to have their ongoing health issues healed, and Dr. Pascal will do the same for you. Welcome to the Dr. Pascal Podcast. All right. Good morning. Um, welcome to the Dr. Pascal Nguyen Podcast. Um, this morning, we have a, um, an incredible guest. Um, I had the fortune to, to meet Dr. Tilden um, because sometimes we share some, some patients. And um, she has a very um, important philosophy about how she treats her patients. Before we dive into that, Steph, if you would uh, tell us a little bit about you know who who you are and how did you uh, become a doctor? Uh, yeah, so I actually was an athlete pretty much my whole life growing up, um, and I was a diver. Um, and when I was fourteen, I got injured and, um, hurt my back and they just gave me, I mean, I'm 14 years old and they gave me pain medication. That was their solution. Mm. And I've always been a little bit different. Uh, didn't really have any of the philosophies or anything that I have now, um, or the knowledge to know what, what my philosophy was. Um, but it just felt really wrong to me. Um, I took it once and it made me feel terrible. And so I, I don't even remember how I had heard about a chiropractor. I'd never been to one. It was never like, um, anything that was my family commonly did. And so, um, I asked my parents to take me to a chiropractor and <clears throat> they, yeah, they're divorced. And so, um, both of them were like, no, we're not taking you to a chiropractor. Well, I was able to finally convince my dad and I went and it was one adjustment and I was better. And so I was like, okay, well, that's, that's what I want to do. And then it just kind of evolved like through grad school and through just my personal beliefs and philosophies of, um, you know, healing the body, um, even chiropractors, you know, they, they, a lot of them market themselves as like pain, not really explaining to patients or even just the public, what, what the nervous system does, what your body does, um, and then in my last trimester of grad school, I met um, a man named Dr. Patrick Flynn, who's my partner, and um, he had already kind of established a philosophy um, that just absolutely was everything I was looking for. It just made total sense to me um, and was how I wanted to practice chiropractic and, and a doctor and um, because I realized that most chiropractors, most doctors, they were all kind of just leaving certain areas out um, instead of focusing on the whole body. And so it made total sense to me. And that was uh, about eight years ago. And so here we I, I find that pretty fascinating that so young, you already had such a solid head on your shoulder. You know, yeah. I, when we met um, at the uh, opening of the wellness center, I, I pick up, I picked up on that right away. Like, you have a clear vision of, of, you know, what, what things make sense or not really, you know, and, and, you know, this is what makes sense to me and I'm going to go there. 
Yeah. I, I love that about you. Um, you know, and, and going back to the chiropractic, you know, feel like the, the common layman person notion of a chiropractor is, you know, it's kind of like adjustments and which, you know, of course you're amazing at, but you're doctors, like you can really, you know, do, do so many things to get people healthy. You, you know, it's like a medical degree. And when I was looking at your things, kind of tying into what we do here, um, I see like I, my exams are a bit different than, you know, regular dentistry, nothing wrong with regular dentistry, but I look at, you know, heart rate variability to some extent, you know, inflammation, obviously toxicities. Um, when I do heart rate variability, it's tying into the patient's, I can't say directly mental health, but it'll show up on there. Can you tell, uh, tell our audience a little bit, Steph, about, for example, what do you look at for mental health? Yeah. So really the root cause of all disease, as you know, is inflammation and inflammation is different for every person. Um, why they have it, what caused it. And it really kind of boils down to three things, traumas, toxins, and thoughts. Okay. And how did those three things affect your patient? Like our patient, the patient, right? What, what has happened in their life? Are they eating terrible food? Probably. Right. Um, are they stressed out because their kids, their jobs, their husbands, their, whatever it is, especially women, because women stress about their stress that causes them stress. That's why they're typically sicker of the population. True. And then, um, traumas, toxins, toxins, traumas. Oh, traumas. Sorry. I missed the The one I actually, so traumas, right? So traumas to your nervous system. And that's where, that's where we have such a unique advantage because as a chiropractor, I can correct those traumas to someone's Mm -hmm. nervous system where a medical doctor, first of all, they're not looking at everything that we're looking at, of course, and doing what we're doing. Um, They're more focused on symptoms and manipulation of the body. And we're focused on restoration of the body. And part of that is trauma. And, you know, as I mentioned with other chiropractors, a lot of them focus on pain. So they'll see a patient, the patient will get out of pain and then it will just be this reoccurring cycle because they're not talking to them about the other issues in their life. Um, but everyone's different. And because everyone's different, no one, even if someone had hypothyroidism, for example, they didn't have, they don't have hypothyroidism for the exact same reason that the next patient that walks into my door has hypothyroidism, but they're all going to get the same treatment across the board from the medical community. Here's your levothyroxine. Here's your, you know, maybe you'll get a natural thyroid medication, but no one really talks about why did this happen to you and your body and how can you fix it? And so that's where we do a lot of extensive testing. Same with you. My examinations look much different than most chiropractors, we take x-rays absolutely hands down on every single patient. Um, you know, full physical examinations. I sit, I mean, I do a whole consult with them for at least an hour on their first appointment to really do a lot of fact finding and to know which tests to run and things like that. Wow. That's pretty extensive. So when you get to like root cause, like for, you know, for trauma, it's a little bit more, obvious, I would yep. think, you know, because you're, you're used to dealing with 
you know, I, I, I'm not knowledgeable about chiropractic, although, you know, from my point of view, because I use it, you know, yeah. occupational hazard type thing, but yeah. um, for thoughts, like, how do you do a deep dive into, like, how that affects patients with inflammation, like thoughts? Yeah, so st stress affects all, stress yeah. is a trauma, and it's a toxin. Yeah. So it's really both of those categories. So how does that manifest into the patient? Well, we, you know, if we test their cortisol level and their cortisol level is through the roof, if they sit here and they tell me that they're really stressed out, a lot of patients will cry in the appointment because they're so stressed out. And mm -hmm. also because, you know, not very many people have actually sat down and listened to them for an hour to hear what's going on with them. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> They'll five minutes with your doctor. Oh, this is going on. Okay. See you later type yeah. of situation. Right. Yeah. Um, and so really part of that is of course, getting them adjusted, removing that stress on their nervous system. And I always tell them, listen, I can give you the tips and the tricks and the tools on how to manage your everyday stress life, but you have to do that work. That's actual work. I can help you with the physical stresses on your body because your body does not know the difference between physical stress and mental stress. So if you have a ton of physical stress and a ton of mental stress, you're very sick. So we need to clear out the physical stress and work on the mental stress as much as physically possible. But how that manifests, it's really, like I said, it's different for everyone, but one of the biggest telling tests that you can test is their cortisol level, their heart rate, right? If mm -hmm. their cortisol levels through the roof, it does, it, you know, doesn't get that way overnight and stay that way overnight for long periods of time and or if it's tanked right how did they get there it got there from months years of being elevated for a really long time until your adrenals were finally like nope we're done here <laughs> uh, i bet you see that all the time all the time every day when you call that toxins like the the stress is that the cortisol or there's actual toxins like, yeah, so cortisol, well, even inflammation, inflammation's normal until it becomes a chronic problem, right? right? And so it's the same with um, what stress does to the body. It creates constant spike in cortisol, which creates constant inflammation, which is a huge stress on your body. And a stress is a toxin to your body. In addition to, yeah, most people are eating the standard American diet. <laughs> yeah super stressful on your body yeah and that's another you know no one sits them down and says hey stop drinking six cans of diet coke a day and you might feel a lot better yeah you know that's impossible that can't possibly help me. And sometimes it's so frustrating to me the basic it's not frustrating because i get it but it's frustrating to me that i have to give basic information to patients that they should have already had when they came in with the stack of labs this big why didn't anyone tell you to change your diet like that's bizarre it's like basic stuff that it really doing. is yeah you know the 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 things i see too in, in my office relating to that is when the cortisol levels are high sleep is completely disturbed i i look at sleep because of the airways you know and and i i really think it's another problem that's going to become like a tsunami but yeah, well, sorry to interrupt, but going back to your question that I actually don't think I fully answered, you asked me about how, like, mental illness, how I deal with mental illness. Well, yeah. part of that is stress. Like, one of the biggest things that affects mental illness or mental health, I shouldn't say mental illness, but mental health is lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. 
So if you can't sleep or you're waking up every day at two or three o'clock in the morning and can't get back to bed at six, how healthy are you? I mean, you're, there's tons of studies that indicate, you know, that not getting adequate amounts of sleep are directly affecting your brain health. Yeah, that's clear. That's clear. And what kind of, of things do, do you recommend or you just kind of make them aware? For sleep? Yeah. Well, so if they come in and it's their first appointment, obviously I don't have any testing on them or very, very basic testing that they maybe would have brought me. Um, so at that point, it would be recommendation of like herbs and different things that they could do to help to facilitate that process while okay. we are, um, while we're looking for what's, what's going on. Okay. Okay. And then, and what about for thoughts? Like, do you, is that a similar thing or do you have specific things that you have them do? Well, so meditation, yoga, taking a bath, reading a book, you know, I always, I always list like 10 things. And if they really need oh. my help, I'll sit down with them and it will go walk, walk through it. But I, that's kind of where I tell them like, Hey, you need to decide what it is. that's going to remove these stressors from your life. First of all. So like setting up healthy boundaries, maybe one thing that women need to do or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but really I give them those options, but then we talk about, okay, how do we remove that stress? Um, whether it be the diet, whether it be infections in your body or, you know, whatever the case may be food allergies, whatever it is that's stressing out your body more than it normally should be stressed because we're all stressed, right? Well, life is stressful. Um, some stress is actually good. Just like you said, for inflammation, it can't be chronic. Exactly. So when um, you start measuring these things, or like we talked about inflammation earlier, how do you deal with that? What What is your approach? Like you, you get lab tests to see, you know, what the inflammatory markers are or. Yeah. Just, so, um, no, not, not, I guess I shouldn't say not usually it depends. Every single patient is different right. when right. they walk in the door, as far as what testing they can get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of options. I literally can test anything from, you know, so asking about like inflammation levels. Yeah. We, there's a test that you can do that's called CRP, C-reactive protein, um, that tests systemic inflammation. Um, cortisol levels good, right? Cause that perpetuates that inflammatory cascade food allergies, because once again, mm -hmm that perpetuates that inflammatory cascade for something that you're eating every day. So you never get out of that cycle. If you have infections in your gut, if you have thyroid issues, if you have Lyme disease, if you have viruses, if you have mold, you know, all of those things we need to, we need to find out. And no one in the medical community is going to go down those pathways, mostly because they just don't know how to deal with it or how to repair that human's body back to normal. Right. Oh, that's pretty vast. I mean, you said a lot of things there. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's a lot. And yet you're right. Like it's, it's surprisingly not looked at at all. You know, I would maybe anti-inflammatories. and yeah, Maybe no. if we're, yeah. If I have someone that brings in labs and there's like a CRP on it, I'm shocked or, you know, a D dimer, uh, C, um, um, any, any of the inflammatory triggers nowadays would, or uh, markers nowadays are just, they're not even looked at, which is insane because we're sicker than we've ever been in the history of the world. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, you, um, you addressed on those three, you know, inflammatory kind of causes, trauma toxins and thoughts. 
what about toxins? How, like, what kind of toxins do you look at? You know, I mean, I have a particular interest, obviously, because I, I removed the, yeah. the, the silver fillings, the, the amalgam mercury fillings in the mouth, and sometimes there's other metals and things. Absolutely. What kind of toxins are you looking for? All of them. <laughs> but to, you know, answer your question, <laughs> that's kind of how we met, right? Was um, when I, I, as I mentioned, I take an x-ray on every single patient that walks in our door. And um, as you know, when you take an x-ray, especially of someone's mouth, if they have a ton of metal in their mouth, it's really, really bright white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those are incredibly toxic. Um, you know, we would never go to a school and break a thermometer because hazmat's coming. They're shutting that place down. Yeah. Why is it, you know, why is it okay that we put those in our mouth for decades and eat and breathe and, you know, have the gases and all of that. So that's one of the first things that we talk about. Hey, every tooth in your body is directly connected to a nerve, which is directly connected to your brain. And what is currently sitting in that tooth is a neurotoxin. We got to get that out here. I know this guy down the road, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Pascal. Um, but then in addition to that, once again, going back to food allergies, food allergies are a huge toxin. If you're not eating food that is nourishing your body, it's a toxin to you. Yeah. Um, so for example, like eggs, eggs are healthy for a lot of people. Eggs are not healthy for me. They're extremely toxic to my body because I'm very allergic to them and they cause chronic inflammation. Um, some people it's sodas, some people it's, um, sugar. By far, hands down, probably the biggest toxin on, you know, out there is sugar. And well, I, never, I never heard it like that, but it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the most addictive substances and yeah. everyone has way too much of it. And it, it's, it's horrible for our brain. It's horrible for our mental stress because it's so incredibly stressful on our body. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so you'll run like... Um, food sensitivity or allergy testing and then make recommendations. Yeah. So I hate that term food sensitivity because there's no such thing. You're either okay. allergic or you're not okay. right. You're either having an immune response to that food or you're not. Okay. And so there's, you know, when, when people say like, you know, a lot of naturopaths or um, like functional medicine doctors will say food sensitivities. And then I think it kind of diminishes it, the importance of it too. You know, because what are you going to do every day? You're going to eat food. No matter what you do every day, you're going to eat. And so that food's either going to nourish you or inflame you. And so you need to know what those foods are. And when you look at a food allergy test, for example, it is an immune response. So it can be a very overactive response or it could be a very underactive response. And so those really give me an answer too of like, where is our immune system at this point? If you come in and you have 10 infections in your gut and you have three food allergies, that is not a good place to be. That means your immune system has downregulated and it's so busy dealing with all this other stuff that it doesn't have time to deal with, with the crappy food you're putting in your face. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, I don't know if you're seeing the same thing, but as I am, but it seems to me like I'm saying, I don't know, because, you know, I, we probably get patients that. I've been looking, you know, so they kind of have issues more, but it just seems to me like those issues are, are getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. 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 Is that what you're seeing too? Yeah. I mean, I let the last few new patients I've had in the last couple of days <clears throat> have had so much going on that it's almost hard to like 
narrow down the appropriate testing for that visit. Cause, and I'll sit there and I'm like, listen, we could go, we could run all of these tests, but we really need to figure out which one's going to make the biggest impact on you and start to get you feeling better right away. Where normally I'm, they walk in, I'm like, Oh, okay, we need to do this. And, but yeah, it's been, people have definitely been much sicker in the last few years. Yeah. But I like that you're looking all these things and it seems like it's kind of like you're trying to get at the root cause, not kind of you are, but you know, it's like a lot of things have co- like root causes in common too, you know, like yeah. your allergies, you know, and gut issues and yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the, pro- probably the most common food t- or uh, test I run just because it's the one that's going to make the biggest impact the quickly. And then of course you don't want to, con- as you're doing all this other work, you don't want to continue to inflame your body every single time you eat. So yeah, that test is, is the food allergy or. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, can you describe kind of a typical patient and what's like the process like, like what kind of patient looks for you? What kind of patients, you know, do you like to treat? And, and um, I like to treat kids (laughs) because they're easy and they haven't had all of the (laughs) just traumas and stuff. And, um, you know, they, they're just really, kids are my favorite. I, I, it's so funny. I always thought that I would never go down that, you know, the kid route. And now I'm more into like pregnant women and getting women pregnant infertility. And then of course, um, the babies too. But, um, I would say I have patients for all different reasons. That's kind of the, um, the stand, I don't want to say the stand, like the difference between us is like patients come from to me for infertility. They come to me for thyroid issues. They come to me because they have chronic Epstein bar. They come to me because they have major GI issues. Um, their hair's falling out. They can't lose weight. Um, really cancer. That's been huge lately. Tons of cancer patients. Um, Mm. so yeah. Like I said, it's really just different. Um, why I see each individual patient, every patient that walks in my door is going to be different and it's going to have a different story. Um, and I think that's just really fascinating too. To, and your job is never the same, even though it's the same, it's never the same. Yeah. Yeah. But it kind of sounds like there are patients who they know they have some issues. They kind of been down the regular medical road and they quite just can't figure it out. So then yeah. They come to I you. Would, I never see a patient that walks in my door and is like, I just want to do some testing to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. I would love that patient. Yeah, I would love that patient. But no, I see very sick people that have gone through the ringer that have had, you know, yeah. tons of probably organs removed at this point. They've been on tons of medications and they're still not better. And they just keep going, getting worse. And everyone's just, oh, here's another medication. See you later. Yeah. Suppress it and you'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about the secondary effects. That's normal. We'll give you more meds for that. (laughs) Um, You touched on the thyroid, you know, and I know you deal with hormones a little bit too. Yeah. What kind of things do you see? What kind of things, you know, like do you treat? I mean, I, I know it's vast there, but yeah. And we did talk about cortisol, but thyroid in particular and maybe female hormones. Yeah, definitely. Um, and those are very, very closely tied together, right? They're both the endocrine system, but, um, 
thyroid hormones and um, stress hormones. I mean, even when we talk about that, your cortisol and your thyroid are on the same axis. That's called your HPA axis, right? Um, and so what happens is, for example, going back to kind of our stress conversation is that if your body is pumping out a ton of cortisol, then your thyroid is supposed to downregulate so that you don't have a heart attack and die. And so we have all these women that are prescribed hypothyroid medication. And in reality, they're just stressed out to the nines. And so they don't actually have a thyroid problem. They have a stress problem and they've never even been had their thyroid properly checked. A lot of times I'll see oh, TSH. Well, TSH is a pituitary hormone. It's not a thyroid hormone. So they didn't actually test any thyroid hormones. So step number one is just getting complete thyroid testing and complete hormone testing. Uh, same with ghost of the hormones. I'll have women come in, they'll have an estradiol tested and that's it. I'm like, well, you have 10 other hormones. What about those 10 other hormones? What are they yeah. doing? You know? And so really just getting very complete testing is step number one for figuring out what the heck is going on with that patient. And the labs that they have run in the past have, have, always just been very, very incomplete. And so there's never really a good picture of what's going on. A lot of times they won't test them appropriately. Like for a cycling woman, for example, blood is not the best way to test her. You want to test urine, um, or if they're having infertility. You want to test both and urine, um, on the, in the luteal phase. And half the time I ask ladies like that bring me tests when were, when, where were you at in your cycle? when you had this, they're like, I don't know then how do you know that it's accurate or what it even means? You know, so there, there's just certain things that you need to know about the human body in order to know which tests to run and act and how to accurately run them so that you can help the patient know, Hey, this is the problem. This is what we can do to support, to repair, to rebuild. Um, but step number one, you got to stop doing what you're doing. Hey, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, you're talking about nutrition earlier and, it seems so basic. It does. And it's and this is the same, you know. It seems like I don't know. I, I'm not obviously a you know hormone expert, but it seems to me like, for example, with female hormones, if they're tuned and they were out of tune, like patients can probably feel so hundred percent so good. Yep, and that's why. So I always make a joke in one of my talks. You know, just does your hormones affect your brain? Right. And then I always say, let's ask the, the men in the room if they think that their wives' hormones affect <laughs> their brain. Right. Because absolutely. And if your hormones are out of balance, um, by far, I would say one of the most common, well, the most common um, hormone issue for women is PCOS. Well, a big portion of PCOS is sugar regulation. And when you have high cortisol, for example, what does that do? That puts you into a fight or flight stage. When you're in fight or flight, what do you got to do? You got to fight or you got to flight. Well, you need energy for that. Your body's fuel source is sugar. So if you're not eating sugar, your body will make it via cortisol. If you're eating sugar and making sugar, then you get into a situation of sugar dysregulation, which causes hormones to go off and typically leads to polycystic ovarian syndrome. Wow. Most common. And so then that goes back to what's stressing out your body. Sorry, my dog just decided now's the time to play. Um, 
what's stressing out your body, what's spiking your cortisol, causing your hormones to get off. So a lot of patients will come to me, they will have been on hormone replacement therapy, or they're on progesterone cream, or they're on some sort of hormone. And we're not even having a full picture of what's actually going on. So we're just going back to what you said, you know, we're just treating that symptom, assuming that it's this particular hormone that's the problem. When in all reality, it's probably stress or sugar. For men, hands down, it's sugar. If they have hormone problems, it's sugar. That's wow. It. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, stop eating sugar. And if they come with their wife, we have that conversation. Listen, he's going to stop eating sugar. He's going to get, he's going to lose 50 pounds. He's going to get better right away. And you're going to have to still support him (laughs) because women's hormones are a lot more delicate and are, you know, fluctuating on a regular basis. And they also have that major stress component to it where men, men don't really stress that much. So is that something that is relating to metabolic syndrome? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So that's why women will come in. They're like, I barely eat. Um, and I, you know, I had a cracker this week and I gained 10 pounds and I'm like, Oh, well, how's your stress? Because if they can't get out of that cycle, then they're just constantly going to be eating more sugar. And a lot of times when you're eating sugar, you crave more sugar. Yeah. And so then sugar is the cause of metabolic syndrome. I mean, that's just what it is. It's sugar. So you, you have weight on, you try to go to the gym, nothing's working. You, you, you try to starve yourself and none of that's working. You get depressed and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's hard. Well, and that's that vicious cycle too, because neurotransmitters are made in your gut. You're not giving your body the food it needs to make the appropriate neurotransmitters for happy brain health. So Mm -hmm. even depression, anxiety, those types of things, those are gut issues. They're not actually Mm-hmm. chemical imbalance. I mean, they are chemical imbalances, but they're caused by things that you've done to your body. Mm-hmm. They originate in the gut. Yeah. Um, you touched a little bit on, on cancer earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of things can you talk about relating cancer? Just goes back to the same conversation that what caused it mm-hmm. the cure for your cancer is in the cause of your cancer. What caused it? Was it a diet issue? Was it a hormone issue? Was it an inflammation issue? How do we fix it? How do we support your body back to normal? We need to, you know, get some testing done so we can support it and make it back to normal. Really, I mean, my layman's understanding is we kind of always have cancer, but our body is able to to you know fight it. Yeah, put at bay, you know, and. So for me, that question be like, what do I do, you know, to, to be optimal? I mean, I try to do that all the time, but I'm guessing that's kind of what you're looking at with your, your patients. Well, even the, even cancer itself or a tumor, right? People are like, oh my gosh, I got a tumor. Thank God. That was your body's That was your body doing exactly what it was supposed to do. It was protecting you. It was keeping you alive and it walled that tumor off. Mm. And then what happens? We go in and we stick a needle in it and we let all the stuff out. And then we start doing toxic things like radiation. Hey, radiation, chemotherapy, they may shape, save your life, but their job is to poison your body, to poison the cancer and, and every cell in your body along with it. Chemo is doing what your immune system was supposed to do in the first place. And so if you have a healthy immune system, that's going to have a healthy response and you don't have chronic systemic inflammation 
chances of anything turning into a full-blown tumor or full-blown cancerous process are unlikely, right? Because as you mentioned, you do the right things. You do antioxidant foods, you do nutrition, you do, you know, decrease stress, exercise, move your body, those types of things. But it comes down to more than that, because if it could just be diet, exercise, and sleep, wouldn't we all be healthy? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. But that's not the case. That's not the case. Yeah. So um, as we're winding down here, Steph, like what, what are you working on anything in particular? I know you're learning a lot all the time and you know, what, what kind of projects are you working on? Yeah. Um, gosh, I have a lot actually right now. <laughs> I, um, I'm working on, I'm doing a doula. I'm getting a doula certification. So kind of just oh. goes onto that more. Yeah. I have a lot of infertility patients. And so I'm like, well, I kind of want to see this whole process through. Right. So, wow. um, patients that we get pregnant, you know, go down that route. Um, I'm also doing a lot of oncology training just because cancer has exploded and exploded yep. and exploded. Yep. Um, I am kind of, I don't want to, I'm not the expert by any means, but, um, it's definitely one of the things that I have trained the other doctors on more would be like viruses, like such as Epstein-Barr, um, just from my personal um, experience with it. Yeah. Um, and so I do a lot of training and research on virals and, um, how that, how having a chronic virus can really become a problem. Okay. Wonderful. And, um, if, uh, patients want to find you and want to look you up and take appointments with you and things, what's the best way to do that? Um, so they can go to our website, the wellnessway.com backslash beaverton. Um, we also do, um, talks. We do talks starting in January. We'll be doing talk every week. Um, yeah, so we'll do inflammation talks. I'll do two inflammation talks a month that really just give a very concise, how, you know, how do we do what we do? Um, why do we do what we do? And then I also do specialty talks. So starting in January, my first specialty talk would be weight loss. Um, and then I do thyroid talks. I do hormone talks mental health talks. Um, and so really coming to those talks and getting tons of free information okay. um, and seeing if it makes sense to you. And if it does, then sign up for an appointment and let's get, you know, let's get you tested and, and get that process rolling of you healing. But um, anyone can go to our website and sign up for an appointment there. Okay. So just to clarify, if, if we want to go to your talks, mm-hmm. those are in person, we'd go to your website and look at the dates and location out. Absolutely. Yep. So they're usually in person. I do do one webinar a month. <clears throat> okay. So people that, cause I have a lot of patients from Canada and Cal- California and places oh, wow. where, um, you know, they can't be here in person. So. Okay. So you, you, you don't have to be physically present to be your patient. Nope. I have patients all over the world. I have some in Hungary. I have some in Czechoslovakia. So yeah. Um, oh, that's wow. not the issue. Okay. Yep. We won't, obviously can't take x-rays of patients that are not local, but yeah. that's really the only thing that we cannot do. Okay. So, but you can still help them quite a bit. Wow. That's Absolutely. incredible. <clears throat> well, I'm very happy to know that I'm actually going to, you know, look up your talks and attend. That's awesome. definitely interesting topics for me. Yeah. And um, if, you, if, uh, if that's uh, something we can help pass along, we'll definitely do it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, thank you so much for your time. 
it's been a, a wealth of resources. I'm so happy to learn more about you. You know, ever since that first time that we talked, I was very curious about going a little bit more in depth about yeah. uh, all the things you do. I, I really believe in all the things you do. So, you know, we're going to keep that in mind um, when we see these things coming up. Um, yeah. So thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'll keep sending patients your way when they light yeah. up an x-ray, you know. <laughs> Versa for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. And, Thanks, um, Doc. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.